and welcome back to the Fantasy Footy Brains podcast here with another late mail show and I'm joined by Josh again. Mate, how are we doing? Doing good, mate. How about yourself? Um, I had a a decent bounce back last week, back um, into some more respectable territory after a few downish weeks. So uh, let's power through. Let's hit this week and uh, go in with some momentum for 13, I reckon. Yeah, I'm hoping so too. I've had a I had a pretty decent week. Got a got a above average score, ranked in the top 2,000 for score, which is really nice. It kind of got me up a few ranks. So, uh, hoping yeah, like you said, to carry that momentum into round 13. Uh, but while we're here at round 12, I may as well go through the late mail. So, uh, not too much this week. But one big out is Harry Grant has been ruled out with a groin injury for the Storm, and he'll be replaced by Brendan Smith. So a decent uh, decent change there. And also Ethan Bullimer has been ruled out for Manly. Um, one of the other the big late mail stories this week as well is Jared Croak has also been ruled out with a dislocated shoulder at training. Very unlucky for him. He just can't catch a break at the moment, hey? Yeah, got a feel for him. One of the, the all-time kind of Raiders legends and is also, I guess, we, we grew up in the bush capital. You always hear him on the radio. Seems like a good bloke, so you hate to see it. Yeah, it's very unlucky. I, I, I see him out every now and then getting a coffee, uh, to be honest. And yeah, it's really <laughs> disheartening when he's uh, got a sling on. Uh, anyway, um, enough about the, the late mail. I guess let's talk about like looking forward to round 13 and, and kind of what you're looking out for this round to set yourself up for success next week. Um, do you have any players you're kind of keeping an eye on? Yeah, that's a very loaded question. And um, I've, I've been trying to keep an eye on them, I guess. Obviously, we've been talking the last couple of weeks about people we've been keeping an eye on and, and holding and hoping that they have a good role for this 13 buy. But, yeah, this afternoon I was kind of really looking out at who's, who's going to be there, who's going to be around for 13, who's averaging in that kind of upper tier with your, you know, your pain horses and your papalitis and people like that. And it's pretty dire, if I'm honest, looking at these... Um, Looking at the stats, and I, with the exception of maybe Ruben Cotter, who most likely is going to play Origin as well, there's not that many people who are averaging over 50 going into round 13. So um, generally, my strategy, I like to not just get in numbers, but make sure you're getting numbers that are going to make a difference. There's no point having three guys that you trade in the week before who average who you know get you 20 points each you'd rather have you know two people who get you 40 points or you know something like that so i guess yeah keep an eye out on on players that you know are scoring well not just trying to get numbers on the park although i will be carrying people like valia into my team next week, <laughs> who is literally a number on the park and hopefully he crashes over but um Generally, that's kind of what I'm looking at, seeing if I can get in some of these forwards that hopefully will have bigger roles and things like that moving into 13. Yeah, so I know, yeah, I'm pretty sure everyone's been carrying Valia since round one, or at least most teams <laughs> have. Um, you just couldn't get rid of him, to be honest, because he's at basement price. But there's a couple of uh, couple of uh, cheapies coming in this week that should see decent game time. And I think one of them was uh, Jacob Karaz, who we've got a lot of questions about. What are your thoughts on him? Yeah, we were talking about this pre-pod, and I'm quite big on him. But in saying that, I was quite big on people's last week. So I guess you can take what I say with a grain of salt. But <laughs> um, I really like him. 
I know, I think it's just, you know, in the wing of fullback, we've talked about this a lot over the last, you know, couple of weeks, but it's just such a crappy position outside your kind of Tedesco's and Pappenhausen's and everyone's pretty inconsistent. This guy, Karazzi's had two really good scores. One I really liked is his um, 48 points in 69 minutes with no tries, no try assists, no line break, no line break assists. I think that's really promising and that's really encouraging. That he's got seven offloads in two games is pretty unheard of for a winger. So I think it's it's an interesting prospect. And I think with him now that uh, old mate Jaden Ockenball, cock and balls, he's been dropped. Hopefully he has some good job security and, you know, worst case scenario, he's going to make hopefully a bit of coin for you. And I think realist, he's got a good chance of making you a good 100, 150K, even if you haven't jumped on him by now. And then also he gives you that extra number for round 13. Yeah, I guess that's the thing, right? Like he's got, you were talking about his stats. He has, uh, he's averaging six and a half tackle busts a game and three and a half offloads. Like you said, seven offloads and what, 13 offload, uh, 13 tackle busts in two games. So um, I generally count them as attacking stats because of the fact that you can't get those every game. You don't normally get those stats every game. It depends on who you're playing and the kind of matchup that you have. But his base stats aren't too bad. Like he's actually getting a lot of tackles in and he's over 100 metres a game. So if you can keep, you know, 10 tackles a game in 100 metres, that's an easy 20 points. So it's not too bad. Like he will make cash. It's just how much cash will he make is the question. So I guess if he averages, like say he gets his, his you know, 20 to 25 points a game without any tackle busts or offloads or whatever, um, he's probably looking at making another 50 to 60K. But yeah, if he if he keeps hitting good scores and he can, you know, string a couple of, you know, mid-30s to close to 40s together, I think he can make another 100K pretty comfortably. But yeah, it's 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 one of those hard ones that he's a junior winger and he's playing for the Dogs who haven't exactly had the best run of form recently. So yeah, it's hard to it's hard to judge what his actual scores will look like in the future. It's tricky with wingers because there is some of them that are these kind of players, like your Nick Kotricks, your David Nofalumas, who notoriously are always good for, you know, five tackle breaks and an offload a game. It's hard. Do you count that as like an attacking stat? Do you count as like a base stat? I don't know. Maybe it's somewhere in between. But if it, if he I don't know, kind of continues his history and he's got, you know, a couple of tackle breaks a game, a couple of offloads a game, a nice extra bit of padding for his scores anyway. Yeah, absolutely. I guess another another cheapie that's come into the mix this week with uh, C and uh, K, Charles Nickel Klockstad out for the next six weeks with a hamstring injury, uh, is Xavier Savage. What are your thoughts on him? Yeah, I I quite like him as a pickup as well. I'm kind of tempted to wait an extra week with him and just see what his scores are like. At the back there, I think even if he has a good game this week, I don't think he's going to bump up that much in price because he's he's bottom dollar, and I think he's still got a decent break even to hit. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but yeah, break even of twenty seven. Yeah, so I don't know. I'm I can kind of see him scoring around the thirty to forty range, and I kind of want to just see how he looks out there. He's his try last week was obviously unreal, just like bursting through the center there, but 
I think it's obviously a little bit different if you've been playing for the full 80 minutes and you get that break, you know, towards the end of the game, not, you know, he came off at halftime or something like that. And he kind of had fresh legs going into the back end of that game there. So I'm still a wait and see on him personally, but I don't mind people jumping the gun, especially if it frees you up a decent bit of cash to upgrade elsewhere. Yeah, and I think that's the thing. I mean, he is playing Parramatta this week, so it is going to be a bit hard for him to score well, but it's 220k basically. Sorry, you said he's playing player. Parramatta though, right? Yeah, exactly. Don't <laughs> do not do it. <laughs> don't Parramatta only play good against top two teams? Sure, they yeah, don't play well point. against anyone else. Yeah, you're not wrong. We just need to make the, the finals to, <laughs> to hopefully have a chance. Um but yeah, uh, yeah, Savage. He's it's it's hard because you can give him a week probably, but you'll probably miss out on a price rise just because he should hit twenty seven at fullback. The only issue is Rapana's sitting there on the wing and might you know take some minutes um, at fullback and move Savage to the wing for a bit of time. So who knows what um, Ricky Stewart's doing there? So yeah, I was going to say don't don't put a pass sticky to. You know, an hour before kickoff, switch him onto the bench or switch him onto the wing there. Yeah, you just exactly. never know with him. Um, so pay attention to late mail if you if you do. Yeah, it's going to be a bit hard. They play four o'clock on a Sunday, the very last game of the round. So if you don't pick him up early, um, you probably won't oh. be getting him. Yeah. Classic. Uh, any other players yeah. that you think we need to keep an eye on now before next week? There is one other that you mentioned in the team list pod that I... I don't think I'm going to bring him in, but I'm. I don't hate people that go this way, and that's Ezra Mam. I think he honestly didn't play very well for his score that he got, but it's a little bit of you know junk time and balls going to ground and getting try assists. But I think he's a pretty good chance of eventually taking over this Broncos half spot that is occupied by. Gamble. I don't think Gamble's really locked it in by any stretch. Um, I know there was a few people, including the Wacko's Whispers, who was um, tipping Ezra Mam to take over the half spot halfway through the season. And there's a few kind of judges around the Blancos who think he's the same. He's like a kid who's been, you know, tearing it up in reserve grade and things like that for the last year or so. And he has a pretty fantasy um fantasy relevant game i think so he's one i'm definitely keeping an eye on i'm probably going to wait until round 14 to see what they do see if they finally drop or see if they decide to drop gamble or not but yeah i don't hate people who you know have a gut feeling about this and i think if he plays a game uh, like a really good game this weekend he could potentially snag that spot yeah, I think it's a wait for round 14. You're right there. He'll go up probably another... If he gets another 40, 50-point score, he'll go up another 50-odd K, probably be you know the low 300K mark. So he's still quite cheap. You just miss out on those initial price rises. So it's not a bad one to wait on because if you if you jump the gun and get him now and then Gamble does get named in round 14 and Mem is just completely dropped out of the side, you're kind of... You're left short there and you're a, you're a trade down, basically. So, um, yeah, not a bad one to wait on at all. Sure. And I guess, uh, should we move on to some questions? Yeah, let's do it. Righto. So uh, moving on to some questions submitted by fans through our Instagram page at footybrainspod. Start with a pretty good one um, from Henry. Who should I trade Tuolungi for? So I think Tuolungi, pretty obvious sell this week, still on the bench. What What are your thoughts? 
Yeah, good question by Henry. Uh, what I did this week, I went him down to Karaz. That was the way I went. I kind of I got rid of Coates last week, so I was I was needing an extra winger fullback eventually. Anyway, I have a few edges, so that's kind of the way I'm going. I'm like trading <laughs> backs for forwards and forwards to backs the next week for some reason. But I think he's a pretty good option this week. Karaz, he's probably like the top of my my buy list, I think. And then, if not, I guess there's. I so I'd be doing two things. I'd either be upgrading him to one of these more premium forwards that will play round thirteen, potentially a Toe Harris if you wanted to go a week early on him, or a Josh Jackson. I know has been around the mix, a TPJ, somebody like that. Or I would be going down to a Karaz or a um, Xavier Savage. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what are your thoughts on... Oh, sorry. Cooper asks, what are your thoughts on Zach Wolford? Um, I don't mind him. I think, though, if you were going to go him, you probably should have done it last week. Um, not this week. He's going to be kind of a slow burn. and. Kind of what I was saying before, you'd rather have, you know, <laughs> he's kind of just a number, I think, for round 13. He's going to yeah. be getting around the, you know, 30 to, or, you know, he got 26 minutes last week. He's probably going to be in around that range of 25 to 40 minutes most weeks. So he's not going to, you're not going to be seeing a, you know, 50, 60 plus score from him likely. And even that 41 he got, two try assists and some pretty decent attacking stats in there. For me, I'd probably avoid him at this point. And yeah, either look for, if you really need your hookup, maybe, but be looking to kind of upgrade elsewhere or go for one of these other winger fullback cheapies that I think can potentially make you money faster than Zach Wolford could. Yeah, absolutely. And I think this next question ties in quite well uh, from Harry. Uh, is Harry Grant a sell now that he's been ruled out? Yeah, Harry for for Harry. I think I think he probably is, honestly. He's going to miss a fair few games over the next, you know, seven rounds, you'd think. The Storm have a tendency to rest players, and especially if he's kind of got these... Nichols, I can't remember what he got ruled out with this it's a groin week. Injury this week. A groin, that's right. Um, but if he's kind of got these niggles, Storm have arguably the best replacement hooker in their team just kind of sitting there. So you wouldn't be surprised if Bellamy gives him an extra week off in and around this origin period as well to kind of really hurt you as somebody who's a holder. So I think, yeah, I would sell him. He's going to miss a fair few games over the next stretch. Yeah, see, I'm on the opposite side. I'm the very much the hold Harry Grant, especially with a lot of people that are struggling with trades at the moment. I know I'm struggling to to keep hold of my trades at the moment. So if you're struggling with trades, he's probably a hold. But if you've got plenty up your sleeve, I reckon you can probably sell Harry Grant to use that cash over the origin period. Um, and then I guess Brendan Smith is kind of, coming up as a, a bit of an option now because he'll play this round and he'll most likely play round 14 because they'll rest Harry Grant um, 
after the, his origin game if he's carrying a carrying a groin injury as well into that game. So, um, yeah, Grant, uh, sorry, Smith looms as a bit of a a bit of a pod option at hooker, I think, and not not a bad um, pickup if you if you have Harry Grant and you don't have a backup hooker. Yeah, I've been kind of on the I've been on the fence with Brandon Smith. I don't think he's somebody I'm going to bring in because it is this kind of shorter play. I think, yeah. and once Harry Grant comes back, eventually he's going to go back to this bench role or, you know, his kind of lock prop role, which I don't think is as good for him. But yeah, you can definitely see him getting some decent scores over this origin period. And he's pretty cheap in the 400. He's 440K, so yeah, it's a pretty good deal for him, honestly. Yeah, that's why I think he's a he's a quick cash grab, I guess, over this origin period because you probably sell him after he plays the round seventeen buy, and that's it. Then you then he's out of your team because Grant's back and um, he'll go back to that you know rotation role. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Liam asks thoughts on Selwyn Cobo. Yeah, he looks like he's going to get that origin spot now, doesn't he? Especially with um, Felt going down, and he's he's looked pretty good to be fair. Especially, I didn't realize how quick he was in in open space. He's um, yeah, pretty quick. He looks like he's the problem with him for fantasy purposes. Looks like he probably is going to make this Origin team, so he's going to be in and out of the squad a little bit, being the Broncos squad. But if you have the luxury of the trades and you want to take a punt on him, he's got the lowest break even this week i think or at least one of them so he'll and if well he's playing the titans this weekend so you could see him definitely having another pretty good game on friday to um i guess bolster his chances for origin so you could could see him getting another nice score and a really good price rise but for me i know he's going to be in and out of the origin team likely so i'm going to pass up on him yeah, look, I see Talakai when I see Cobo at the moment. He's 550k with a negative 10 break even. I I just think it's people jumping on points at this point, and I just don't see him keeping up those kind of scores. Um, also, he was uh, he wasn't at training for personal reasons I think earlier this week, so it's still unclear if he's playing uh, this weekend as well. Um, but yeah, if look if you were brave enough to go Talakai and you were happy with that trade, I think you should be, you should be brave enough to go with Cobo. But yeah, I'm steering clear. Oh, no, really happy with Talakai. I'm glad I jumped on the train. Of course you are. <laughs> um, <laughs> question from Jason. Is Stags a keeper center? Yeah, I don't mind. If Rudy got Stags, he's probably in a similar situation of some of these other guys like it. Mm, actually, maybe I'm going to backtrack on this. I, yeah, I, I do think he could be a keeper center. It depends on... I guess your personal belief on him. I don't think he's as good as Burton or Aiken or arguably even like Italikai or Tago, but I think he's pretty close to that benchmark. So if if you're a believer in him, the good thing about him is he's got the got the kind of history of being able to hit those those big like 80, 90 point scores. So that could really jump you up the rankings if you jump on him at the right time, or if you hold him, I think it'll kind of even out over the semesters, over, over the semesters, semesters. over the, <laughs> too much, too much uni yeah. getting out of there. 
um, but it'll it'll work out over the long run. So that was a bit of a wishy-washy answer, but I don't mind holding him. Yeah, I'm going to say he's a keeper. Absolutely. Um, uh, final question uh, from Matt. Is Madison or Cotter a good pod captain option? Oh, yeah, I don't mind either of those options as a pod, especially Potter, Cotter, sorry, coming up against uh, Penrith this week. No Tamalolo, so you'd assume he gets a decent amount of minutes there in the pack. Surely he plays 80, right? Surely this week with Tamalolo out. I hope so. And even if he's not scoring 80, he... How many minutes did he play on the weekend? Played close to close to sixty and still turned out a fifty point score, so it's still pretty solid. It's a bit interesting. I'm still not sure if I'm going to captain Cleary this week. He obviously <laughs> did really well last week, but then um, I'm not sure what the Cowboys are going to really throw at him. <laughs> we'll see. I'm not sure my faith in the Cowboys. Are they going to let me down? Or are they going to kind of live up to the hype? And is this maybe one of the better tests that Penrith have had this week and will Cleary suffer because of it? I'm not sure. I think I'm going to steer clear of him just in case. And I'll probably... Oh, but Hines has a pretty good matchup as well this week. So I guess I'm undecided. And I don't really hate going a Cotter or a Madison if you've got the option. Yeah, I think you have to. If you had to choose between those two, I think probably going Cotter because he'll have a bit more defensive work to do against the Panthers, most likely. Um, but then again, Maddo might get a lot of attacking stats against the Raiders, so it's it's a hard one. But I, I think I'd stick to the safety of Cleary or Hines, to be honest, this week, just because of the matchups um, with other other teams. You think the Roosters are going to beat the Sharks? Uh, no, I think the Sharks will win, but I just don't think Hines will score huge. I think he'll probably score around, you know, a 65-odd score. Nothing major, but I think Cleary's a better chance of scoring big. Like, even last week, he only had one try assist and churned out an 85 with some other stats. You know, he had a try save here and there and a, and a line break assist, but nothing major. It was all in his kicking, really, that got him that 85 points. And I think against the Cowboys, with a tough defense... Um, yeah, there'll be a lot of kicking happening from Cleary's end. So I think he should have a pretty safe game uh, there and be an obvious captain option this week. Yeah, I tend to agree. Yeah. One last question um, before we finish. Uh, who would you prefer between Braley and Mahoney? So looking, I guess this person's looking for another hooker option. Now looking at their, their scores, I'm, I lean more towards... Marnie. He had a really good season last year. I think he's starting to come back to some of that form that he had last year as well. He's, he's been one of my favorites, I guess. I drafted him. When did I draft him last season? Drafted him in like the third or fourth round. Ended up being the best hooker. I was stoked with that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think out of those two, they're both pretty similar, but I'd be leaning Marnie. Yeah, I'd be leaning Marnie too. Good option. Righto. Thanks for your time, Josh. Been another great late mail show. No dramas, mate. Um, Good luck, everyone. Yeah, good luck and catch you next week.